Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Ravens need to get going. 722 left in the ball game. Titans shocking the pro football world again for the second straight Saturday night, 28-12. Titans with the football facing a second and seven at the Tennessee 41. I get paid the second guess, as I was telling Shepard and Walt back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. They're producing the show. Knowing Henry is sitting on 186 yards rushing, I think, I might have onside kicked after that last score with about 11 minutes to go in the game. He had nothing to lose. So Tannehill just had a big scramble. Now they're facing second and seven. Titans need a stop here. Shepard had a good point. Why didn't they just kick the single extra point to make it 28-13 instead of going for two then? The numbers... For the Ravens offensively, when you look at Jackson with 116 yards rushing and 262 passing, it's misleading on how the Ravens offense has looked. It really is. Totally misleading. They have not looked in sync. And they've been chasing some points, so Tennessee a little bit softer with the defense. Anybody watching the game or you just jumped in your car or on your way to work, let me know uh, your thoughts on it right now. I think Baltimore didn't create enough of worrying about Lamar Jackson running by the Tennessee defense early. And then they got down 14 zip. Their turnovers, two picks, and the fumble by Jackson. Difference in this game right now. They need to stop here. And I think they got it. So fourth and three. We'll keep you posted on that. I watched the San Francisco-Minnesota game before I came in to do this show across the U.S. and Canada. 27-10 Niners. I don't know who beats them the rest of the way. Their defense, their offensive line, Jimmy G, three deep at running back, three solid receivers, if not four, when you include Kittle, they, the coaching on both sides of the ball, special teams, I, Lentz, the GM, there, there's not a weakness on that team, on the field or off the field right now. The Shepherd gave me some takeaways from the Niners win over the Vikings. Niners allowed just seven first downs. That's the third fewest by a team in an NFL playoff game in history. Vikings 
only had 147 yards. And as I said in my opening huge opinion an hour ago, they would not let Cook beat them and said, we're going to put it in the hands of Cousins. Plus, Thielen had the cut on the foot, so he wasn't totally 100%. Great defensive game plan. Tevin Coleman, like I said, they go three deep at running back, two rushing touchdowns, 105 rushing yards. One thing you are seeing, and they talked about it during Collinsworth and Al Michaels did during the Niners win, and you're watching it right now with Henry at a buck 90 in this game. And he's joined exclusive company in NFL history with 150 plus. In back-to-back playoff games, that running the football, not analytics, not RPO, not you know, wild, crazy offense for the most part, but running the football wins you big games. Look at the look at the Niners today. Well, look at the difference in rushing between the two teams. I mean, if you want to look and break it down, and you do the math, Cook had 18 yards on nine carries. They had 21 yards rushing. 21 yards rushing. Mostert had 58. Coleman had 106. Breda had 16. They were pushing 200 for the Niners. Garoppolo's 11 and 19 for a buck 31. I still think, though, the Niners defense, you know, I, I compare them a lot looking at Tennessee. And I think Jimmy G's better, obviously, than Tannehill. But the offensive line for the Titans and the defensive line, not as good as San Francisco. San Francisco's Defensive line is one of the best I've seen. They are just, and having Ford back on the defensive front is so big for the Niners. I don't think they lose a game. But you can have the game nobody sees coming. NFL stands for any given Sunday and not for long. Who, you know, I... I said take the points with Tennessee. This would be a fourth-quarter game. And you could look at the three turnovers, and you could say, okay, just have one of them back, and it's not a touchdown, and this game is 21-13 right now. And it's going. that's where I thought it would be in the fourth quarter. 14 points off of turnovers for Tennessee. And I just I haven't liked the game plan. They haven't looked comfortable, and you got to give Rabel a lot of credit. Wall and Shepard were giving me some of the numbers. This team was two and four to start the season. They were two and four to start the season. Two and four. So how do you get it together? He, Ryan Tannehill changed the year. Yeah, he has been playing out of his mind. Began the season two and four, lost to the seven and nine Colts at home, lost to the six and ten Jaguars, got shut out by the seven and nine Broncos. And here they are dominating New England 
and dominating Baltimore with 6.13 to go and a big third and 10 coming up for the Ravens on offense. Let's go to Edward from Maryland. Thanks for the wait, and you're on the Saturday Night Healed Show. Hey, what's going on? How are you? Doing good, buddy. What what are, what are people saying right there in Maryland about this game? Um, so I'm from Bladersburg. I've been tweeting all night about it. Um, leading up to the matchup, you know, in the regular season, I told people this, and I really and truly did. I love sports. I just recently graduated with my communications and media major um, and, you know, possibly getting a job at Bowie Bay Sox to start. But here's the thing about stats. Regular season stats does not matter. Regular season MVP awards, if Lamar gets it, does not matter. Because as you clearly said, and it's a thing not so long, because what the Titans are doing is they're stopping the run and they're keeping Lamar Jackson in check besides that one big run he had. If you take the run game away from the Ravens, if you take Lamar Jackson away from the uh, Lamar Jackson away from the game plan, you're putting you're putting the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson in the same situation they were in last year when they were in the playoffs. He can not survive when a his receivers aren't catching the ball, okay? And the Titans are simply saying, "You're not going to run on us. You're going to have to pass on us." So what are your thoughts on the game from what you're saying? Because I think that's simply what it is. The run game is not there for the Ravens, and it is for Tennessee. Edward, that's a great call from the Baltimore area listening to Maryland. I appreciate you tuning in and watching the game. My thoughts early, when I jumped on air about an hour and ten minutes ago, that I, I they weren't doing the RPO. There was a lot of pocket passing. There were no design runs for Lamar. And that wasn't Tennessee's defense in my mind. To me, that's Harbaugh and his staff overthinking, hey, we can't lose Lamar. I mean, if Lamar gets hurt here against the Titans, what are we going to do against the Chiefs or the Texans or in the Super Bowl? And now you've watched him run the last uh, full 15 minutes, and I think he's over 130 yards now. To me, you're the Ravens. You're going to win on the legs of Lamar Jackson rather than the arm. The legs of Lamar Jackson will set up your passing. And that's been the case all year long. But as you go along in a season, as you get to games now that you're John Harbaugh and we're two wins away, both games could be at home from the Super Bowl, you start to change ideology. And when you do that, you get bit. Now they're driving. They got a second and 10 with 4.49 to go in the game, down 28-12. And I think they're at about the 30 as I'm multitasking, doing the show, and also watching the game. They've had six drops tonight on offense. Tannehill is pacing the sidelines. Yeah, so they're at the 21 with Tennessee. If they could score here quick and not make it two minutes to get in, they only have one timeout left. Yeah, there's Jackson. Look at him, man. Look at his feet. Look at that dude. That guy just running the football. I will keep you up to date on that game. I'll take your thoughts on the game if you're watching it. You can join in 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. Jackson, by the way, as we talk about not designing the initial game plan around him and down 28-6, and he cranked it up, 
He's now the first player in postseason history with 300 passing yards and 100 rushing yards in the same game. But that wasn't the start. They they weren't showing their playbook. They were trying to do everything from the pocket. And now Jackson is just like a video game right here. It's amazing. Just avoided a big sack. We'll keep you up to date, though. The clock now is down to 431 and a fourth and five coming up, which is the ball game. I'm not going to go to break yet. This is the game. They don't get this first down. Will Harbaugh take his final time out? He's nervous. Jackson just scrambled and avoided about a 15-yard sack. Yeah, that 14 points off of turnovers. The difference. They don't get the fourth and five, then it's game over. And, wow. You know, you have a fourth and five, and you put them back in the pocket, and the pass falls incomplete. You have Lamar Jackson and a great defensive play. But how do you not roll him out in case you need to run and get it? I just, I haven't like, and I know you'll see the numbers, and I said this, over 300 passing, 143 rushing. But you had pivotal plays like this fourth and five, and you didn't use his legs. That's just my huge opinion, and I'm sticking with it. I'll take yours. So it looks like this will be game over unless there's some crazy ending. 28-12, Tennessee will take over. And their own 16 with 427 to go in the game. 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter. And Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Huge is America's voice on sports. This is the Saturday Night Huge Show on CBS Sports Radio. I just saw a graphic on CBS television. 154 yards passing in the New England and this Baltimore game for the Titans. They're up 28-12. Baltimore is driving again at the two-minute warning. I think a first and 10 at the Tennessee 48, down 16. They just turned it over on downs with about four and a half to go at the Titans 16. Man, if they could go back and get a touchdown from that series... They'd have a shot at no timeouts with 157. They're going to need a big play, and he's going to go for it now in the pocket. You have to do it now. I get that with time. And the numbers, as I was talking with Shepard and Wall, you're going to look at 348 passing and 143 rushing for Lamar Jackson and say, hey, man, the MVP put up MVP numbers. Well, the scoreboard doesn't lie because it's 28-12 Tennessee, but the numbers can lie. Now, fourth and five, you don't roll them out, and you put them in the pocket. You put them in the pocket most of the first half. And you have to do it now because you don't have time. And they're down to the 20. If they score, they need the two-point conversion the onside kick and the two-point conversion, and we're going to overtime. Besides that, they don't need anything else. Uh, Your thoughts on the game, if you're watching it or you just got into your vehicle, 
one 855 212 cbs That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter. Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. We'll touch more on the Vikings and the Niners. Talk about the two games tomorrow. Uh, we'll get to LSU and Clemson on Monday night. I don't like the extra week in the college season. And so they got a third and 11 coming up again with a minute to go. They're not going to have enough time. But this would be one of the games in my 28 years of doing a talk show where there's the miracle comeback. (laughs) I know how it works in my world. If they have that touchdown from four and a half, they have 90 offensive plays to 51 for Tennessee and the 14 off of turnovers is a difference in the game. So another fourth down coming up deep inside Tennessee territory. Even with all the negatives on the offensive game plan and, and not running Lamar enough early, that they had two shots inside the 25. of Tennessee in the last three and a half minutes. And they got a fourth and 11 now, which you get another game play. And that's it. They underthrew it. Man, season on the line twice on fourth downs, and you the fourth and five on the first one with four and a half. I get Lamar rolling out in the ability for the run-pass option. That one, fourth and 11, I get the pocket. But Mike Vrabel and their defense, they made plays against New England. They made plays when they had to on the road. They're going to beat Baltimore in Baltimore, knock out the one seed. Beat New England in Foxborough last week. And now await whether they're going to go to Houston if the Texans win or to Arrowhead if Kansas City wins on Sunday night. So you step back and you think about the Titans, who were 2-4 and four to start this season, that their playoff path, if they get to the Super Bowl and win the AFC, that they knocked out Brady, Lamar Jackson, and Mahomes or Watson. And I don't care where they're playing. Because with Henry, with their defense, and it is set to go final, 28-12, Tennessee wins. Then I don't... How, how do you bet against Tennessee right now? How do you bet against the Titans? I, I don't care if it's... Kansas City or Houston. How do you, how do you not think Tennessee's going to the Super Bowl? Shepard, Wall, you guys watch this. I, I don't care where they're playing next Sunday in the AFC Championship game. You cannot bet against Tennessee with the way they're playing. It just reminds you, obviously, the sixth seed. It reminds you of like the 05 Steelers, the 07 Giants, as the like. 
they're just the hottest team in the league right now. And you can, again, they beating New England and Foxborough, now beating Baltimore on the road. They can go to uh, Arrowhead. They can go to Houston. And how cool would that be if Houston does pull the upset? You got the former um, Houston team going up against the current Houston team. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't think about that. Uh, well said. By the way, Derrick Henry, 195 yards on 30 carries. Longest run of 66 yards. Tannehill, 7 of 14 in the win, 88 yards passing. I think it was, what, 71 against New England. And Lamar, these numbers, because you were chasing and you were down big, 28-6 at one point, his numbers look like he's the MVP. If you, If you wake up tomorrow and you never watched any of this game, especially you need to watch the first half to understand that their offensive game plan was horse manure from John Harbaugh in Baltimore. And you see Lamar threw the ball 59 times. 59. The greatest legs and speed on a quarterback in the history of the league, and he threw the ball 59 times. Oh, I get 355, or 65 is the final number. He rushed for 143 on 20 carries. But it still was out of whack, and he never looked comfortable. It's weird when you look at those numbers. If you look at the box score, like I'm looking at CBSSports.com right now, and then if you watch that game, which I watched most of it start to finish, it doesn't mesh. We'll take your thoughts on Tennessee. Final 28-12 over the Ravens. That season is done in Baltimore. They had home field advantage. They just had to win two home playoff games, and they were off to the Super Bowl. That will sting for a while. You can join in 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-2124-227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter. Let's grab Lee in D.C., uh, on Lamar and the loss before we get to the update. How you doing, Lee? Hey, man. Well, I'll be honest, I'm a little disappointed. Um, I just got a couple thoughts on what happened. Uh, one, I think you got to give hats off Tennessee. I think they had a game plan that came in and uh, did great. We couldn't tackle Derrick Henry, which is what everybody was saying. Could our defense do it? And we couldn't, and we tackled all season, in my opinion, when you watch the games. We had a great tackling defense, and I think – when you look at some of the Ravens' past teams that have won, we were the wild card both times. We got hot at the end of the season. We took it all the way to the Super Bowl. I, I personally think the break, the break hurt us. Um, and I know you want guys to rest, but I think the, the break hurt us. You're right. Lamar didn't look comfortable. He wasn't in sync. I think that's what hurt us. So that's my thoughts. All right. Thank you, Lee. Let's grab Tyler from Tennessee, uh, where I know they're celebrating what the Titans have done uh, we lost Tyler. Right, Jim from Boston. You're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Huge. Hey, Jimmy. How you doing tonight? Doing good. Hey, I just wanted to comment. I was wondering if you had any inside information when the wake is for the Baltimore Ravens because they were hit by a Derrick Henry freight train. You know, thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate you listening in Boston. Wasn't Jim and the Irishman on Netflix? <laughs> I don't know, Hughes. I'm too busy still watching it. He's like, hey, 
Hey, hey, Billy, how you doing? This is Jimmy from Boston. Guess what? Uh, Titans plus nine, nine and a half went over well. Uh, could you tell me that they hit a freight train? That sounded like a New Yorker, not a Boston guy. It really did. Uh, if you want to join us with your huge opinions on the Titans win 28-12 over Baltimore, one 855 cbs That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter. Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show. Once again, here's Bill Huge Simonson. We are back live across North America, something we do every Saturday night. We're all about huge opinions, yours and mine. Shepard and Wall producing the show back at CBS Sports Radio, New York City. Cantor will have another update here in about 19 minutes. Final out of Baltimore, Tennessee 28, Baltimore 12. Their season is done. Tennessee now awaits whether they're going to go to Houston or Kansas City to play for a trip to the Super Bowl. Derrick Henry dropped a buck 95, 195 yards on the ground. How about all that talk when Tannehill was traded from the Dolphins to the Titans? Most thought he's just there to be a backup, right? And what Vrabel has done after a 2-4 and four start where they were dead in the water. And how many people were calling out Vrabel that he couldn't coach? And these are people in Nashville and Tennessee and the Titan fan base and media. What Baltimore did today, and this is my huge opinion on the game, that they had him too much in the pocket to start that game. They were worried about him getting hurt. And they turned him loose to run, and he rolled up 143 yards. But that was after the fact. And their 14 points off of two turnovers was so big for the Titans. Three major turnovers. But also, in the final four and a half minutes, Baltimore was inside the Tennessee 25 deep in their territory and turned it over on downs. Even with 365 passing, 31 of 59, Lamar Jackson throwing 59 times. Rushed 20 times for 143 yards. That is 500 yards of offense, and it didn't look good. If you watch the game, I know it sounds crazy. It didn't look like there was any organization to it or game plan. It was just the pure athleticism of Lamar that they used when they were down big 28-6. And you have to ask yourself, why weren't they using that athleticism to start the game? I'm telling you, the numbers he put up is just because he's a freak athlete, and we know that. It's why he's the MVP. I would like to change the MVP voting. And I'll throw this huge question out to everybody listening. Don't you think the MVP voting should come when the season is complete after the Super Bowl? Don't really, seriously. Because then it's not just a numbers game. That the MVP happens when the football season is over. Because then you would go, okay, is it Bosa? Seriously, defensive player? 
It'd be Derrick Henry right now, wouldn't it? I think that's a truer gauge. What means more? Big numbers or leading your team and putting them on your back for big playoff wins? And what Henry has done in Foxborough, in Baltimore, back-to-back weeks. There's my MVP. And it's nothing against Lamar Jackson. And his 500-plus yards of offense today, when he's down big, is this, you know you got to score. It's like a basketball game. You're down 80 to 30, and, and one guy just shoots the rest of the way. He's that good. It was early in this game, the first half, when they settled for two field goals, that they were keeping him in the pocket, and I didn't like it. So we'll take your feedback on the game. How many people agree with me that the MVP voting should happen when the playoffs are over? Because the most valuable player, I get the Super Bowl has for the game, okay? But I'm talking about the NFL MVP. That's the only one. Only one you keep open until the season was over. 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter. Saturday Night Hilde Show on Facebook. From the Shepard file, he let me know Lamar Jackson becomes just the sixth QB in the Super Bowl era to throw at least 59 passes in a game. Breeze, Brady, Kosar, Marino, and Steve Young. Bernie, for our listeners at 92.3, I remember back in the day I had Ralph Chekolinski, who grew up in Strongsville, Ohio, was a radio DJ. We'd roll from the west side of Michigan to the flats, the original old-school dog pound at Municipal Stadium. Some of the best weekends I've ever had in my life. Uh, By the way, again, the passing yardage can be misleading. Derrick Henry had as many passing TDs in that 28-12 win in Baltimore as Lamar Jackson did, one. From the Shepard file, Lamar Jackson threw for two interceptions in the loss before tonight. In the previous three months, Lamar threw just one interception. Tannehill threw 14 times total in the game. Lamar Jackson had 28 incompletions tonight. Henry had 182 on the ground against the Patriots on the road and 195 tonight on the road against the Ravens. The most rushing yards in a two-game span in the history of NFL postseason football. I'll take that one step further from the Shepherd file. Henry has 548 yards in his first four playoff games. That's the most rushing yards in a player's first four postseason games in NFL history. My MVP debate, it's over. It's Derrick Henry. Because what does a regular season mean? Numbers, I get it. 
But the NFL MVP award needs to be awarded after the Super Bowl. You can have the Super Bowl MVP. I'm, maybe it would be Super Bowl week, okay, when you got all the hype and you got all the all the media coverage. Maybe that would be the time, not after the Super Bowl, but up until the Super Bowl that a player got his team there or had a deep playoff run. It's not like you have to be the Super Bowl champion to win the MVP. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, wait. Because Derrick Henry was the man. But some of you will who didn't watch the game, maybe you had to work, you were at a wedding, whatever, you're going to look and see 500 yards and you go, oh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that was just freestyling. And they should have let him freestyle early in that game. And the delay in the wait, there's the argument that goes back and forth on that one. Sean Marash and D.A. kind of went back and forth on it. Where Marash posted, since 1990, 41 teams have had bye weeks in the playoffs and chose to sit their starters in week 17. Only three went on to win the Super Bowl. Only three? Look at Marash now producing and co-hosting with DA mornings on CBS Sports Radio. That's awesome. And he showed a tray of chocolate chip cookies he just baked. Let's go to Aaron in Baltimore. You're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Hey, me and my friends were watching the game. It was so depressing to see those Ravens lose. You know what I mean? It was such a good season till now. Are you crying? Why, why are you crying? Because the Ravens lose. Why, why do you think they lost tonight? Because Lamar, he had so many incompletions and everything just went wrong for him. You know what I mean? All right, Aaron, will you take care and have some warm milk and, and maybe Mirage can share some of his cookies with you, okay? You take care. So the first caller we get post-game from Baltimore is Aaron, who's crying. I think the Baltimore fans are stunned, shocked, that they can't believe what happened to them happened to Tom Brady. Oh, Brady and the Patriots, it's over. Break up the ban. All right, so are we saying it's over for the Ravens? That... Lamar's never going to win a championship? I don't think so. But I'll tell you what, John Harbaugh learned something. You can't contain and corral a freakish athletic talent like Lamar Jackson. Let him freestyle early in the game. I know you were down big, 14-zip, then 28-6. But it wasn't a good look on what your offensive strategy was to have him working out of the pocket. And when you got down big, you saw what he can do. His legs, man. Ways making people miss there in the late third quarter throughout the fourth. There's nobody. I've never seen anybody, any quarterback ever in the NFL who can do that. Matter of fact, the only running back 
that I've seen that could make people miss like that was Barry Sanders, who was voted, what, the greatest football player of all time. That's the Lamar Jackson you need to let loose in the first quarter, not be worried about him getting hurt, because if he's hurt, oh, boy, what happens if we win and we don't have Lamar for the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl? Oh, we can't do that. No. You need to let the man freestyle early and often. Because when he what? Could you look up, Shepard, what his yardage was in the second half? Because they were down 28-6 midway third quarter. What was the yardage? If you could check, and we'll update that when we come back after the Seth Canner update. His yardage in the second half had to be 350, over 300 of the five what do you end up with? 508 total? Check on what his yardage was second half only compared to the first half. A lot to a little. What was it? A lot. No, we will find that out, but I know it's a lot to a little. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's a. Uh, I think I remember looking at it and talked about it when I started the show. Like, I, I want to say he passed for like 100 and. 19 and had like 27 yards rushing in the first half, I think. Somewhere in that neighborhood. So that'd be a buck 50. So that means he might have had 350 of offense in the second half. You want to join us with your huge opinions on the two NFL games today? Also, we'll get to LSU and Clemson. A lot to talk about. 1 855 2124 CBS. That's 1 855 2124 227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.